0: Hello and welcome to episode number two hundred and fifty-nine of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. We were back in the cinema again. I know. Which is What's always going nice. On? Yeah. A little another little run of uh, the cinema. Um has sadly come to an end. Um taking advantage but, of
1: that limitless.
0: Oh yeah, it's been very, very nice indeed. Shout out to Odin for that. Um But yeah, kind of, we will be back in August, actually, so we'll get to that kind of our upcoming schedule at the end of this week's show. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, talking about a sequel, talking about Escape Room, Tournament of Champions uh, shortly, the sequel that I don't think many people were clamoring (laughs) for, um, but they made one and uh, we're here to talk about it. Um, Why not? Yes, why not, hey? Two Um, for two with the Escape Rooms for this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was such a long time ago. 2019 feels like a million miles away at this point. Um, But yeah, first the news. Um, There was only a couple of news stories in here and then like a couple more dropped like literally a couple of hours ago, which is pretty nice. Um, But it's still a pretty quiet show. But this first one I put in here just because of how much of it was a quiet news story um, (laughs) or quiet news week because it's not specifically horror um but we've i don't think we've ever mentioned this even on the show um and it's something that i've been incredibly excited about for a long time but it it is in the news for a reason um so it's regarding the the lord of the rings tv show um go on this has been like Ongoing, so they in, they initially announced it in late 2017. I know, that's um, crazy man. And it's been ongoing for a very long time, and they've done actually a really good job of just keeping their mouth shut. It's not like they've constantly been teasing it or constantly talking about it. They obviously mm. announced it a long ass time ago, and they've been filming for well over a year and in New Zealand. And you know, they've kept set leaks to a minimum. Like, if you really, really want to look stuff up, then people have found you know certain costumes and locations, but they haven't even you know given an official title or or you know Ooh. just a very brief plot synopsis um but the reason why it's in the news is because we do now have... Well, we had our first image from the show, um, which was pretty nice. Um, and then also, more importantly, the release date, um, which I really didn't see coming. And it's no. not too far away in the grand scheme of things. Um, about a year away, just over. Um, so, yeah, September 2nd, 2022, will be the debut of the Lord of the Rings TV series um, on Amazon. Um, so, filming was completed, um, literally yesterday august 2nd in new zealand and then they kind of you yeah, have announced the date um little facts about the show um for people that don't know anything about this um it's set during the second age um kind of in the saga which is like at least a thousand years before kind of the hobbit and the lord of the rings books um what's interesting is when amazon bought the rights to this um they 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 have the rights to everything lord of the rings so like they could have just retold the story of you know the fellowship and destroying the ring and everything but they chose not to um which i think is a really good choice um because we've seen that perfectly so i don't i don't i like i would i didn't really see much merit in just retelling that story um Mm. but filling in the gaps is is a great idea um and, and obviously you could get to that at some point um but yeah this the money involved in this is mind-blowing. Um it's kind of they bought the rights to this in a um a bidding war with Netflix and it was reported that they paid 250 million dollars. Um and that's Jeez. just for the rights to Lord of the Rings. Um and then the actual season, the first season of the TV show is reportedly costing 450 million dollars to make. Um which is it's mind-blowing um in, in comparison game of thrones took about 90 million to make a season um so this is so far ahead of that and P- it's funny people have realized what this was because of um tax credits in new zealand because uh, amazon gets something like 20 percent back for obviously creating thousands <laughs> of jobs and they got 160 million in tax credit um which again is mind-blowing um but yeah, this was kind of filming early um, last year um, and just a month into the production obviously it got shut down with the pandemic. And then they picked up filming late last year and i have only just now finished filming. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much all of the facts. Um Oh yeah there's another thing as well talking about um the the kind of budgets um Elijah Wood was quoted the, uh, earlier this year um where well, he just said that's crazy to me talking about the budgets um mm. and kind of cuz yeah it's, it's basically they've already put like a billion into this um wow. they've they've um wow. committed to five seasons of the show Ooh. um and yeah and they've already greenlit the second season which means that there shouldn't be as big of a gap between season 1 and 2 but um yeah it's it's a massive massive undertaking and it it's one of those things where like if season 1 comes out and it just isn't very good what on earth do you do going forward mm-hmm. um but i hope and pray that it's just awesome um are you are you looking forward to this one oh
1: man i'm so looking forward to it i think um i think the 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 time frame that they've set it in is perfect um mm-hmm. because my understanding is that that's pretty much like the rise of saron and it is, the creation yeah. of the rings of power and all mm-hmm. of that stuff so It's kind of perfect because, you know, we've had The Hobbit, we've had um, Lord of the Rings, but the one thing that's been grossly underutilized is Sauron. You know, his look is incredible. Um, Sauron is also a perfect character for a TV show to to bring up because there's no actor behind him. So they can give him his own voice and whatever that needs to be done. Um, And... Um, I just really hope they go for that and, and go into kind of, you know, his rise to power. Um, I believe that, like, it's almost like a Vader um, uh, obsidious type thing where he is like he was like the apprentice. And then when and then he takes over. So, like, it could be all about his actual come to power being a number two first mm. and all of that. So. So, yeah, like I would. I, I think that's perfect. I think the imagery, like I know we only got one image, but it just looked So beautiful and so reminiscent of the the world that we know of Lord of the Rings. Um because like you said, they they could have gone so many different ways with it. And when they spend that much money on the rights and then don't just retell what everyone loves, it's kind of it's a worry that they're just gonna go completely away from it, but it feels very traditional in this Lord of the Rings hobbit world that we already know um mm. so so yeah so far for me i'm i'm so pumped i couldn't be more excited about lord of the Rings show
0: no i'm I'm right there with you this is like oh i just i kind of cannot wait to see this and i i, I I'm, I'm with you like i love what they're doing i think this is genius for your first move you know you can do there, there isn't just it isn't just this one thing they have the rights mm. to do whatever they want um i think what was interesting as well is the only part of this that they didn't officially own was that mgn uh, uh owned the hobbit um right. amazon bought ngm recently so like <laughs> if you look at it blankly it you would assume that they now own the rights to that as well because there was talks about um they couldn't use the word hobbit in the yeah. show and so i think they were going to use halfling which is kind of like a very similar um mm. species within middle earth um so it seems like they've even got around that one small issue of, of like well how can you do this without hobbits and it seems like they haven't even got that worry now um but yeah, I'm with you. Like this set in, you know, the second age, we've barely seen what outside of a few flashbacks um, in the films. Yeah. We've really not seen too much of the second age with it kind of primarily taking place at the end of the third age. So, yeah, like I think that's perfect for for a TV show. And mm-hmm. even if they have like five seasons of this that just tells that story, then they can always tell other stories in the future. Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, cannot wait for this, man. Like it's interesting with Amazon because... Um, For me, they aren't one of these kind of go-to names with TV. um you know with like what hbo and netflix have done in the last few years i feel like they are the go-to names and they have so much trust those two brands um yeah. so i really hope that amazon can can knock not only knock it out of the park on this show but then kind of solidify themselves with you know in the same category as netflix and hbo because it only takes one of these shows to take off you know if this is brilliant suddenly we will look at them and be like yep this is as good as you know all the other people are making um definitely so yeah cannot wait for this one um Next up is a little trailer that came out in the past week um, for an absolutely <laughs> mental looking movie um, called Lamb, um, which <laughs> this trailer was like. So I'd heard about this movie um, being an A24 thing and mm. kind of they're very good with their marketing because they let people know up front about their movies for a very, yeah. very long time. And so I'd heard about this concept um about this family kind of a you know raising this lamb as if it were a child and it didn't really do anything for me i was like okay it sounds very artsy and very indie and whatever
1: Almost certain we've spoken about it on the show at some point possibly Um, yeah it's so hard to tell at this point Mm. but yeah
0: it didn't really do much for me and then i saw the trailer and i and it came out and i wasn't even initially going to watch it i thought screw it i'll watch it and the first minute was what i expected and then the, the trailer takes a complete Turn in terms of like tone and beat, and really leans into like, uh, at least that was my read of it, like the silliness and the absurdity to it. And I was laughing so much watching this stupid trailer because it's like. It's so obscene. Um, And I really enjoyed the trailer because of that. I have no idea if I'd even remotely like this film or even want to watch it. Um, Mm -hmm. But the trailer was so entertaining because I was like, man, the visuals of seeing like this little... It looks like a child walking with human hands, but with Mm -hmm. this lamb head on, it just looks so farcical. And then the fact that like the... um, what the sheep i guess are like you know wanting their child back and they're like (laughs) protecting themselves i don't know i found it to be hilarious i don't know if it's supposed to be as funny as i took it for but i really enjoyed it for that what what did you make of this ridiculous trailer (sighs) i i don't even know why we're talking about this that's fair
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just yeah i mean i had a laugh but I also like I don't I don't I don't need to see a full feature of this. I don't think <laughs> no. I, I I might be I might be wrong on this. I mean but there's mm, I think you're right. You know, there's there's only there's only one lamb that I need to worry about, I think, and uh oh god, I forgot his name now. Oh my god. Never mind.
0: I have no Norse's idea what you're name. even like referring to. Oh ah, well, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I'll leave that there um yeah so th- this movie's out october 8th um courtesy of a24 and like we said last week with the green knight um i have no idea what that means because I'm
1: so weird that they've put out
0: yeah they're definitely going in like a more different direction than mm. what we've seen previously in, in the most recent years um and i'm curious whether it'll pay off or not but yeah i don't even know if a24 even have um any sort of inkling to do UK uh, Mm. distribution anymore. So, yeah, this one might not even come out over here or it might come out as a different label. But, yeah, it's not one that I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see this movie. I just It was a very silly trailer. I had to put it in there. Um, But, yeah, moving on. These last two, yeah, just came in briefly today. Um, So this one was cool because this was an update on a movie we've discussed in the past. And we were like, it's one of these movies that just disappeared off the face of the earth, um, which is Dark Stories. Um, We saw... Was it a fright fest last year uh yeah, it was the yeah it was the
1: at home fright fest
0: yeah, and it's just this weird um French is it i believe mm-hmm. um, yeah French anthology horror movie um, that was really fun and just has so many different crazy things in it that I really liked it and I really want to watch it again um, but yeah, it's definitely. one of those things that it's really hard to find. The name doesn't help it at all because it's so generic you know you have to type in dark stories, film 2021, horror, French to like wow. even find oh, something about it um, but I saw this randomly and so yeah it is getting a release at least in the US. Um, next week in fact, um, so August 10th Wait, was that US? Did you say? Yeah, in the US. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know about UK yet, but at least it's getting a release, you know, somewhere. Mm. Um, courtesy of Scream Factory of as well. So at least nice. it's got kind of like a big label behind it. Um, and yeah, the, the news said um, it's available digital and as well as DVD on August 10th. But the fact that it's Scream Factory you behind it, I'm right? like, yeah, surely that's a Blu-ray as well. Mm. Um, but either way, yeah, next week in in North America. So um, I would highly recommend people. People check this one Definitely. out um and yeah I'll, I'll let you know if there's uk distribution as well because it'd be great if it just showed up on like a shutter or netflix oh, it'd or be something. Great.
1: like yeah i'd love a physical copy of this but i'd mm. just really like to see it again because we had a really good time with this film at fright fest it was a really solid anthology with you know really good segments really interesting ideas and yeah it's one that i'd really like to watch again a great wraparound as well
0: yeah um, it was super cool
1: also for really. people wondering black philip is the name of the lamb i was thinking of just so people in suspense i had to google it yeah
0: that's the only Um, one i care about bro yeah fair enough um (laughs) but yeah and then lastly this one's pretty cool um because yeah i just saw this one earlier today in fact and it's nice to put it in the news to kind of remind us all this is a thing because um yeah, I've been recently obviously going on my Cronenberg Odyssey um, slash redemption tour. And so David Cronenberg has a new film coming out um, and it sounds really exciting. Um, it is a new sci-fi horror project, um, which is the first time he's done that in quite a while. Um Rather interestingly, it's called Crimes of the Future, which is actually... He did a short film with the exact same pile back in 1970, one of his first films. Yeah, and so I'm assuming it's it's a more realized version of that um which is yeah like over 50 years later which is just mind-boggling to think about how long this guy has been a filmmaker um the cast um includes Kristen stewart uh, and vigo mortison um of course who we worked on um, with a history of violence um and as well as leah um, so a great looking cast here and yeah there was a little quote as well from vigo um who says? As we begin filming Crimes of the Future, just two days into this new adventure with David Cronenberg, um, we are being pulled into a world that is not quite like not quite like this or any other, and yet is one that feels strangely familiar, immediate, and quite credible. I can't wait to see where we end up. Um, so yeah, great to see them working together, and um, that's pretty much it for now. But this is definitely one to kind of put there. That like, I had I haven't seen a lot of his recent stuff, David. Um, so it's easy to forget that he's even still making genre stuff mm. um because i feel like his last movie was 2014 it definitely predates the podcast um, yeah, and does, i'm not yeah. even sure what genre of films he was making at that point on in his career but i saw this floating around and it's like you know he's going back to um to what he was the best at and I, there's like a, a very short synopsis that sounds pretty crazy um very cyberpunky. It, it very it sounds very similar to the um that movie titan that i've been talking about recently and yeah yeah it's, it's it's ticking all the boxes for me so um hopefully fingers crossed well, if they're I'm filming now to
1: see D go in something as well like, yeah. i've pretty much not seen him in anything since probably the road mm. like i'm trying to think what else i would have probably that's the last thing
0: yeah, I've barely not seen him in anything the same. He, he was yeah. in um, that Green Book, wasn't he? The, yeah, um... he was in
1: Green Book. I never yeah. watched Green Book. Before, no, but I didn't yeah, like, I, I, I liked History of Violence post mm. um, Lord of the Rings, and then I loved The Road. Yeah. Um, I loved the novel more, but I still liked the version of The Road that came out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to this one. Maybe mm. it'll be out next year. Who knows? But it's cool to see because obviously, like, his son just, you know, released Possessor, which yeah. was incredible. And it's great to see that, like, David's still making movies as well. So are still um... not ready to talk about Possessor again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we maybe maybe in a few months we'll have to. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is the news for this week. Uh, shall we talk about this week's film? I mean, you forgot the lead, though, of the news. Go on. Well, what what trolley piece of news are you inserting here?
1: What terrifying tales come into disney plus it's a it's oh, a yeah, I did almost. Put, i
0: did almost put that in the news yeah but to be honest i only saw the tweet which was just an image and i didn't know anything else about it so why don't you <laughs> tell us much, about this pretty much what i know that
1: it's uh, a <laughs> lego star wars halloween tv show <laughs> great <laughs>
0: Anything else to add? Or
1: <laughs> I just I just saw that and thought if it's a slow news week, I wonder if Matt will put it in. And then I when thought, you said this week honestly, it's a slow news week, I thought, holy shit, he's putting it in. <laughs>
0: when we when we had just Lord of the Rings and Lamb trailer, it was it was push and go. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and man. then David Cronenberg came in at the last second to save us. So. Cronenberg, is <laughs> <laughs> that's fair though; it deserves a, sh- a mention. That's for it sure. Does. Um, it does. But now let's talk about Escape Room Tournament of Champions. So yeah, the the kind of original escape room which is um Again, one of these films where, like, isn't there multiple films that came out around the same time there, with there the same title? Least,
1: there was at least kind of two that were called Escape Room.
0: Yeah, so we saw the one that came out uh, January twenty nineteen. Yep, Sony Pictures. Um, yeah, we did a show on it. It was okay, from what I remember. Pretty, mm-hmm. you know, very forgettable because um, I can't remember much about it. Um, yeah, and but yeah, we we talked infrequently in the news that like they're doing another one and it kind of so what's interesting is because it's crazy now looking at these pre-pandemic numbers for films and and kind of seeing like what was or wasn't a success obviously this movie Mm. was a success but you look at this now and you go this would blow people's minds if this happened now um But yeah, so the original movie had a budget of nine million dollars and grossed one hundred and fifty five million worldwide. Yeah, which is just utterly fantastic. And it obviously makes sense why they like immediately greenlit a sequel. Like Mm. at one point, I feel like it had like a December 2019 release date. Like it was such a short turnaround. Um, Yeah, I thought we were going to see it in 2020.
1: Yeah, um, we we kept
0: putting, 20s. yeah, it, it definitely was. I think it was January. Um, mm. and so yeah, they were thinking about you know making it into this annualized franchise, and then it kept getting delayed. It was already getting delays anyway, and then the pandemic yeah. happened, and it was one of those ones that like I stopped putting it in the news because it was a joke how um it was having the whole release date musical chairs, where I was just mm. like, okay, we'll see it at some point. Let's just stop talking about it, and then it ended up happening. Especially when
1: it was a movie that we were not really buzzed about. No, um, going into. No, and they were not taking the piss that we are going to be talking about every week. Yeah, Um,
0: exactly. But yeah, they were taking the piss with their release dates, where they were just like, do just just pick one because yeah, they were. It was like Tenet, basically, in horror movie form, where it was like every week there was a new release date for it. It was just crazy. Um, But it has now come out, and we have now seen it on the big screen. Um, So yeah, what is this sequel about? So yeah, I think with this sequel. I think it
1: will surprise a lot of people how much of a direct sequel this is to the first Mm. movie. Um, So I think straight off the bat, um, you you almost have to have needed to have watched the first movie to get, quote unquote, the full enjoyment of these two movies.
0: The full Um, escape room experience. Correct. Um, What this
1: movie does do quite well, and I find extremely helpful for me, was pretty much give you like a five-minute, <laughs> again, quote-unquote greatest hits of the first mm. movie and really help you kind of um, remember what was gone on, be, what what went on. Because honestly, if we'd have just picked up with our two surviving characters, kind of Ben and Zoe, I might not have recognized them. I'm not going to lie. Mm. And it wasn't until we got that recap that I kind of remembered Zoe's character and what Ben's character was. And, I, and, and stuff did come back to me. Yeah. Um, enough for me to kind of kick on with this movie. Um, but yeah, we, we, we kind of picked up by, by Ben and Zoe. And it's where the first movie ends. Cause the first movie does end on a, on a cliffhanger um, with them basically hunting down the people that put them in the escape room and trying to kind of unearth the conspiracy. And um, that's pretty much where this movie kind of um, picks up with Ben and Zoe trying to unearth this conspiracy And um, eventually kind of leading them down the path of um, there is a a hub. Um, I don't really know what they think they've discovered. They just have discovered something in New York. I don't know whether they think they've discovered a new escape room or the HQ. But whatever this... I
0: think they think it's the HQ.
1: Yeah, whatever this evil entity is, they think they've discovered something in New York. So they travel there to... um, uh, find it and kind of unearth this conspiracy and they ultimately end up getting on this um, pretty pretty quiet subway train that um, very quickly gets unraveled that it's um, it's part of the game and it becomes one of the escape rooms and they figure out that the passengers on this train with them are all survivors of other escape rooms. Mm. um what was there about seven of them seven eight of them something like that something like that yeah yeah. That are originally in in the the um the subway train and um yeah basically from this point on it's very much the same as the first movie where these characters are all in these escape rooms with highly increasing odds and slowly the numbers dwindle away um and it's very much like the first movie where these escape rooms are in incredibly elaborate. Um, you know, just the, the subway train in itself is this really elaborate kind of um, escape room with, with kind of this, this electric and very over the top visuals, um, which is what kind of the, the whole thing about this that, that kind of stands out to me is that when, Escape room as like a franchise was first announced and we were first getting into it. I expect it to be quite subdued and quite mm. um practical, I guess, and just not in your face, but just, you know, yeah, very much subdued. But but these movies aren't that. They are very over the top with the effects, very Sony pictures with their kind of CG and effects and everything else. So it is all of the rooms are very effect heavy. Um but the question is, are they effective? Mm. Uh, what do you think?
0: Yeah, so I want to um, backtrack first because when you mentioned in the recap stuff, like I, I did find that fascinating because I was totally with you where I had a moment of sh- of um, worry. When we were in the cinema and I was like, oh, shit, I was going to read like a synopsis of the first movie (laughs) because I can't remember anything. And thankfully, the movie realized that um, because, yeah, they did do a good job of like literally telling you it and showing you it on screen. And they were like,
1: oh, this is a movie that a lot of people saw because it made a lot of money, but no one really remembers.
0: (laughs) Exactly. They know what they did, which is brilliant. Um, So you have to give them credit for that. And I think they... Did a good job of doing that throughout the whole movie um, of kind oh. of like popping up these flashbacks when needed, um, because you know we talked recently with Fear Street um, the the first oh. two parts, and we'll get to the end shortly and it was like it is egregious to be like you're spending this much time previewing the next part and then in the second part you're showing this much of what happened before it's like dude there Mm. was one week in between these releases on netflix like that is a problem um Mm. whereas this it makes way more sense it's two and a half years removed one of the one of the most um periods in human history has happened in between these movies it's very hard for me to tell you the plot of escape room um Mm. so i thank them for that um but yeah, getting into the actual movie itself, the these it's such a weird film to talk about <laughs> because I don't I don't dislike this movie. I actually think it's like competently made and it's pretty fun. But it just doesn't it doesn't like it doesn't excel in any one area or make me feel anything to the point where I'm just kinda like, this is the it's like just a very bog standard almost like a machine made this film of like how do you make a competent movie that doesn't offend anyone but just doesn't really excite anyone either and and that's what this was and it sounds harsh because ultimately we went and saw this it was 80 minutes i was never bored i had a pretty good time with it and i walked out of the movie fairly satisfied um so i can't like disregard disregard that um because compare that to bloody forever purge that like actively made me hate the whole franchise at this point um it's a pretty it's pretty much a win uh for escape room but it also it just doesn't i don't really know what this movie serves um because it casts such a wide net that i'm like i don't really get who's is there going to be anyone that feels really passionate about this movie? Because it's just... A, it's very generic. It just has very generic characters with, like, okay tension. Obviously, there isn't that kind of... um horror that you'd want from it um because of how tame these movies are and that's what i was talking about with with casting a wide net like they obviously want to keep the the rating down um as low as possible so they can can attract the younger audience to make more money so then you you left with this movie where it's like i don't really know what age group are they targeting with this film um because i'm like well most younger people these days do want to watch something a bit more edgy um with with kind of the way boundaries are being pushed lately with ratings and stuff it's you know there's a we saw another movie at the cinema which we might talk about later that very much pushes the boundaries in terms of um the you know the kind of edgy stuff that you can get mm-hmm. away with in a film these days and that's an incredibly mainstream movie that's going to make way more money than this film did so it makes you wonder like why are you you know, because this is people talk about this as like a sore light or whatever. And it, I get those comparisons. But it is just like it's sore, but without the horrific murder or whatever, which is one thing. But then it also it doesn't have an elaborate story. Um, the the tension's fine. Like, it's weird because when, when we came out of this, my first thought to you was like, I'm jealous of these people. Where I'm like, these escape yeah, rooms had, just... They a
1: fun time. Yeah, they look <laughs> fun <laughs> as fuck.
0: Yeah, I'm like, well, you know, that is what it is. Like, we're all gonna die. But, like, you know, do you know what I mean? It's, it's fun. Like, it's, it's these ridiculous scale escape rooms, and i've you know we've done escape rooms that are fun but this is like on such a ridiculous level that i'd be like man they they're having the time of their lives and i'm like it almost feels like i'm watching an eight, 80 minute advert for just the sickest escape room ever and then it's going to be like coming to sony's theme park 2025 <laughs> do you know what i mean like it's yeah i'm like oh no this is supposed to be a movie and it's like well the plot's irrelevant the characters are pretty forgettable but, like, overall, it was a competently made movie that I enjoyed. So, it's like, I don't really know where I stand with a movie like this. Because it didn't, it definitely didn't annoy me. I definitely didn't dislike it. And I definitely wasn't bored. I have to give it credit for that. Because And I do think, as well, trying to give it a bit more criticism. I thought it was better than the first one. Um, mm-hmm. The first one was pretty boring at times and was very mere Whereas, like, this had such a ridiculous pace to it. Where... They got through so much in 80 Minutes. It was just like, bam, bam, room, room room. Like, here's, the, here's a story beat. Now on to the next thing. Okay, now the movie's over. And I was like, fucking hell. Like, it was, I don't know about you, but it was kind of exhausting how quick everything mm. flew through in this movie for me. Um, but yeah, it was a weird one. What, what was your take on this movie overall?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's very strange because it's how I feel as well, where you... I wasn't pumped for this movie. I had Mm. zero hype going into it. And this movie definitely exceeded my expectations. I think, like you say, it's better than the first movie. I think each escape room, albeit too over the top at times, with the effects and everything, they were all pretty enjoyable. Um, I think what this movie does best is capture the, the bullshit of escape rooms more than anything else that you walk in and you're just like oh a ship we must sh- all ships have anchors we must be looking for an anchor oh look there's a fridge that must be the exit and like it's just straight into a room and was like fridge that must be the exit and and i'm like wait what where's the logic in that <laughs> <laughs> but it's the exact logic you do when you're going in a yeah. and, and, it, and it's captured perfectly in this and i think i think that kind of bullshit scrambling looking for stuff there's kind of a a, a room that's a bank vault and they're trying mm. to look for different things and it was like this this absolute bullshit when they're looking for codes and then when they actually figure out what the the kind of mystery solving thing is it was just it was just kind of perfect And i think it just nails that more than anything um and I think the over-the-top visuals are to the movie's detriment at times. I've spoken about it a lot, but I think the the subway car, I would have just enjoyed it much more if it hadn't have been so over-the-top visual with the electric mm. effects. There's a there's a a room that's um, in a kind of beach area, and again, there's just this crazy CGI sand going on that just mm. wasn't great. <laughs> um, and and yeah the bank room that i've spoken about is was probably the most enjoyable for me because it yeah it all the boxes where the visuals even though they're over the top worked for that room and weren't too intrusive and and yeah throughout was really good um and yeah i wish they had done that in particular with the subway because i loved the the room i loved the puzzle solving that they had to do but the visuals were just so over the top it just didn't feel believable
0: um that was a really weird room to start with i thought because yeah i'm with you that was the worst one for me and it was just so over the top with these loud like electricity everywhere that was that was really not only annoying to look at like it actually gave me a bit of a headache Mm -hmm. and it was making my eyes wince a bit where I was like, I'm almost surprised this didn't get like a, a strobe effect warning because it Mm. was, it was really crazy to look at. Um, but it was also just like loud in an, in an annoying way where you couldn't really hear the characters either Mm. because there's just this really loud electricity. So yeah, I didn't like that room.
1: It's a shame though, because I think if they'd have got the visuals right, that could have been one of the best rooms Mm. because the actual problem solving and puzzle solving, I think worked really well and was clever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's what the movie did right. Um, and when I think about quite a few things, it did a lot of things right. You know, it did the pacing right. Like you say, it went along at a really good time. I wasn't bored throughout. But ultimately, the characters are just not there. They're not well written at all. We've now been with... I've literally had to look up the people's names. I've already yeah, forgotten I wouldn't have I name.
0: wouldn't have known them. <laughs> like
1: Ben and Zoe. Yeah. And, like, they're just two very forgettable characters Mm. they have nothing ben in particular i think zoe has a bit about her but ben is just nothing he is an empty shell of a character um and i think kind of all of the new characters they had kind of especially with like the the kind of this whole thing the tournament of champions Mm. that's not really lent into at all no because um i think if it is the tournament of champions. They all know instantly what this is and what the what the goal is and the fact that only one survives and the fact that there's this overlord running the game and everything like that. So they could have lent into that and have kind of this interaction with the overlord. It could be them trying to win by also screwing each other over because they knew that each time they get through a room, if everyone gets through a room, it just means more rooms. You know, So there could have been this gamemanship as well, this kind of survival. Not all characters, but there could have been a scumbag character and that sort of mm. thing. Um But there's really none of that. There's just camaraderie between the group and just them being like, well, here we go again. Like, We're just going to have to survive, aren't we? And I just kind of... I, I didn't really vibe with that. And I think overall um I don't really like the, 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 the world that it's in, the kind of you know what this escape room means it doesn't make me feel excited like hostel did that there's this underground network and they're doing this horrible mm. thing and and even like the hunt and other movies that we've seen like i'm interested in that kind of world and this kind of you know rich person sport almost mm. kind of thing and that this feels like this should be it um as well but it really just doesn't delve into any of that and uh, like I can't even think of the n- the name of the corporation. It was mm. like Mensa or something, <laughs> weren't it? And yeah, Minos and or something like Minos. That. That's it. It was Minos. Yeah. And like you know, I was just like, whatever. Like, and and I just think a lot of that stuff. Um,
0: I thought the reveals, especially with Minos towards the end, were pretty terrible and yeah, very, really. pretty cringy as well. Where I was like, really, this makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah,
1: really bad. And I think it's just kind of. Um, I look at all of those missed opportunities and I'm kind of like, yeah, they they did make an enjoyable cinema movie that I, that Mm -hmm. I got through and had a good time. But the second I have to critique it and look at it through, through the lens that I've now sat through two of these, and I should have this, I should have characters that I really care about. I should be really invested in Zoe and I should be really invested in this kind of world with this organization and everything. And I just don't really care about any of that. Mm. I, I just kind of dig the rooms to a point. But um, but even when you get back to those, I think they're fun action set pieces. There's never really any horror mm. or sense of dread. When characters die, they all kind of just feel like they die meaninglessly. There's no real, like, moment for any character. They all just kind of perish. Just like, oh, yeah, we need to, you know, at this point... There were four people at the start of this room. In the next room, we only need three. Yeah. So at some point, a character is just going to get chalked off. And they never it never really means anything. There's never any true, you know, sacrifice that makes me feel anything, even when characters do that sort of thing. Like, there's one in particular that just felt so dumb. Um, and And, yeah, I just kind of, I think that's my biggest problem when I start to break down that stuff is that, ultimately there was a few fun set pieces with the rooms but then there's a lot of problems elsewhere and and for uh, you know if this was if i was to judge this is like a dumb action movie i'm like yeah sure stick the rock and john Zena in it and i could have fun with them like doing crazy shit but when it's actually like oh no i want i want this to be you know a bit more of a horror movie and have a bit more behind it it really just doesn't do that it is just a dumb cinema movie
0: yeah. You talking about the formula there is really interesting because and we talked about that recently with like Fear Street and how we are programmed to feel a certain way with these types of movies. And I mm. think this is a really good example of these two movies of how much of a problem that is when you stick to that formula because mm. it is crazy that there must be like a at least an 85% chance, maybe higher, that at least uh, the only one person will die in a room. And Mm -hmm. then there's probably a a 10 to 15% chance that either no people will die or more than one will die. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it's so predictable that guaranteed just one person will die. Because they're trying to keep you that formula of, well, you know, it's a 20-minute room. You've got to have one character death. And like you say, it doesn't actually serve a purpose. The rooms themselves are designed in a way that's like... They, they they're almost trying to do the saw five thing where mm. each room one person got eliminated and then the twist at the end was oh no actually you all could have survived and it would help mm. you at the end and but it doesn't really work here because ultimately they're supposed to only be one winner a uh, one winner that's the concept right mm. but actually the rooms are designed in a way that you're supposed to all work together and survive but it mm. just so happens that Oh, one idiot made a mistake and either that person's died or one person has to do the the classic um hero's death to save another yeah. person. And that is literally what happens in every room and it's it is to the point where you're like OK, like it would have been really cool if in one of the really awesomely designed rooms, you just had like a 30 minute section uh, section of really cool puzzle solving, some cool tension and everyone just survived. <laughs> and, oh. and then you move on to the next one because that would actually be a shock at this point rather than like, OK, who's the le- who's like the least impactful character at this point? Oh. Right. I guess they're going to get off. And then, oh, who's the second least impactful character? <laughs> they're going to get off in the next room. Do you know what I mean? It's so formulaic in that point. Um, so it is. It's one of those movies where, like I say, when you really break it down of like, well, the plot and the story, it doesn't, or or, sorry, and the characters, it doesn't serve any purpose. It doesn't do much well, but it is just like a really decent, competently made movie that is like, I can't shit on this movie because we see a a lot of bad movies. And I definitely don't think this is a bad movie. Yeah, this is
1: certainly not bad. Like, I think the best thing is it's a dumb popcorn flip. Mm. And I don't, I don't even the word dumb is almost degrading to it because yeah, I don't necessarily mean that in a, I, just a popcorn flick movie. You know, I don't even have to use that word at the start where it's just put this on and have a good time at the cinema and, and you will like, if that's all you're going to do with it. Um, the other thing that I am interested in as well, though, when I think about it is I do wonder if it's just an itch in me that I want to do more escape rooms. And that's mm. why I enjoy this so much where I'm just watching it and watching this problem solving. And I'm just like, Yeah, I just think they're really fun. And like, I want to do more of them. And And I don't know whether that's part of the charm of this movie. And if I was actually not into that, whether i'd like these movies way
0: less oh i definitely think it is but mm. that's i i do think that's the, the one of the positives of this mm. movie like you said is that they they They're get across that itch yeah they get across how fun escape rooms are no doubt yeah. like the, the you, this is clearly made from people who like escape rooms and they've yeah. done a good job of getting that across in the movie but that's why i was saying earlier it does just feel like this weird long mm. advert for how cool escape rooms are because my first thought upon leaving the cinema was like yeah i really want to do more escape rooms. yes exactly um, how i felt
1: like i weren't really thinking <laughs> about the movie i was like oh. no
0: i wasn't thinking about uh, the my, my plot or anything
1: was, are escape rooms open yet and yeah. if they are <laughs> what, what all ones are around uh, yeah
0: i really want to do like a giant bank vault with all these <laughs> pressure yeah. pads and laser beams like if only that was actually a reality instead of just being like in a boring room and then someone over a is like would you do you need a clue are you stuck like yeah. Do you know what I mean? Have, the, you, the... have
1: you opened the book? It's got a key in it. That's cut yeah. out of the pages. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like they really it is just like they have glorified escape rooms yeah. that, in a way they're where like so, they make them so much better in this film, which is a shame.
1: Yeah. I want to be on a beach where yeah. a lighthouse sinks in the sand in front oh, of my very eyes, and if it it's doesn't, great. if it doesn't do that, I'm not into the escape room. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I yeah. think it's. I think though, like we've talked about a lot of movies where. They've been very focused on a concept and a trend. And we've kind of said, have the people actually given a shit about the concept and the trend? And mm. they're just kind of making a movie based off that hype. And that's definitely not the case with this. Like you say, the people that made this movie definitely love Escape Rooms. And they nailed the title of the movie. That They nailed Escape Rooms in these movies. Mm. Um, I think in particular this one as well. When you compare one to two, I think one had some good ideas and I can kind of remember the escape rooms a bit, but like, I remember the one on ice and I remember not really being that ages where characters were just cold and stuff. I I thought the beach one was way more fun than the ice one. I think, you know, um, all of the rooms in this were, you know, pretty, pretty enjoyable. I think the only one I didn't really enjoy was the rain one Mm. on the street which, you know, we've been a bit vague with the descriptions, but, you know, if you've seen the movie, you know, and if you haven't, we're not spoiling it. Um, But, yeah, I I thought that one was particularly dumb and, and didn't really make a whole lot of sense throughout what the rules were.
0: Mm. um that one was uh, well, i think the one that that was that had the biggest issue with pacing because it mm. it, it flies through every little clue and reveal in that room where it's like mm. okay now we're to go ahead now we go ahead oh my god now this person's dead okay now we're out of this room and i was just yeah. like what the fuck just happened because <laughs> <Yeah>, it, <laughs> it was over quick. it was over so quick
1: it, it was it, it almost felt like they had the scene before and the scene after and suddenly realized that those two scenes had a shit ton of characters missing. And they're <laughs> like, well, fuck, we need to come up with a three minute escape room that just causes carnage. But it, yeah. just, it was just a bit too, um, you know, I talk about rules a lot. But like with this, it just felt like there was a very over the top uh, danger that at times wasn't really a problem. Like if mm. you just had a regular umbrella, you'd be fine, but other, <laughs> you know, and it's just like these little things. And again, I, you know, I, it, it, if, when the movie takes you out of it, you get nitpicky, you know, and it, and it's kind of like with the whole subway car one, uh, I wasn't, even though I didn't like the lightning effect and everything, I still enjoyed the whole makeup of the room, but with the, with the street one, it just all started to fall apart. And I really started to pick it apart in my mind. Mm. Um, but I think, Other than that, I enjoyed every other room, and I think every other room was more enjoyable than the first movie.
0: Yeah, Um, there was only the one room from the first movie that I can even remember liking, which was the kind of, like, Bar area where there was like Mm. a pool table And it like turned sideways and there was a big car. I remember really liking that and that was the only One that I would say is as good as like I mean these ones are better definitely like I thought the beach and the bank in this Are both incredible like I loved both Those parts of the movie they just had such a great Pace to them visually looked Awesome they they stayed the right Amount of time the rules made sense Um, I love those two And yeah like I thought yeah I didn't Dislike the rain one as much as you but it was Just over too quick where I was just like what is going on on whereas i think had we spent a bit more time with it i could have really liked it um and then yeah the the kind of subway car one was just like the 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 electric was just too much it really Mm. took me out and and especially because that was right at the start of the movie so you're very much getting climatized to what is going to be the pace for the rest of the movie and so that's like the the
1: where like it instantly reminded me what the first one was about And i was like oh yeah these rooms are batshit with visuals Mm. um so i I at least kind of appreciated that
0: (laughs) yeah for sure um the other thing i want to mention as well because you touched upon it earlier is the whole tournament of champions thing like that is really disappointing and again if you actually want to look at this like critically because It is just a complete and utter gimmick to, you know, Mm. call this movie as something else other than two. And it it takes up about two to three minutes of on-screen time. And in terms of plot, it doesn't really serve any purpose. Mm. Like, you could make this exact same movie and these not be former champions, and I don't think it changes anything. (laughs) Um, I've, like, completely forgot that until right towards the end. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is supposed to be, like, a champions thing. But then it doesn't really make sense because... Like there's, t- they were two survivors from the first film, but then the guy tried to kill him. It's like, it doesn't really make, the, the more you think about the actual intricacies of the exactly. plot, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. But,
1: but also, they're not that great, these characters. The whole mm. thing with champions, because the, yeah. the, the, the big comparison I have is like Hunger Games. Yeah. And it was like, when you, when you suddenly were up against the champions, they were all batshit crazy. Mm. And that's kind of the point that you know these people survived escape rooms so they should be super clever with these yeah. things and, and and quite often they're just idiots
0: no they absolutely um, are we're getting the exact same dumb mistakes that we got in this film that we did in the first film I'm yeah, like well i'm just an idiot and now i'm gonna die in an idiot's death
1: where, where the <laughs> how it, did you it, win it really been that the, the games tricked you for being clever Mm. because these people are super clever and it yeah the, the movie and plot and script just wasn't clever enough for what it was
0: trying to achieve in that respect mm. But yeah, it's a weird one. I think going to recommendations, like I I wouldn't recommend you see it in the cinema, just because of the fact that there's quite a lot of awesome stuff out right now that I'd definitely recommend before this. Um, but as a film, I would recommend it, because I think it's just... If you just want what we've described, which is like, you're not going to get deep into plot or characters, and obviously this is not a movie that's like I'm probably ever going to think about. And it's like I say, it's a weird one talking about in context for the show, right? Because for the purpose of the show it's like you want a really meaty movie to dive into to break down it's one that fills you with a lot of joy or one that really makes you think like last week's movie i'm like i'm still thinking about old whereas like there is nothing about this movie that i'm going to think about in the future it was just i switched my brain off for 80 minutes at the big screen and i had fun with it and when and by the time the credits rolled and we were out of the cinema i'd already moved on to thinking about other things um and but those types of movies do serve a purpose um You know, will it be featured on the best of? I highly doubt it. But was it a movie that I enjoyed? Yeah, it was. So for that reason, I would recommend it. But like I say, I don't think you need to go out and see it at the cinema. I think when Mm. you can like rent it at home, why not? You know.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with you on it. I think with this one, how we've reviewed it. If you're up for something like that, if you're up for some dumb fun, why not? Um, You know, there are there are times where we want movies like that, um, but. I think as well, we've had movies this year that are trying to be just silly fun that are, you know, the psycho Gormans of this world that are way better. But it's like
0: a pure genius, mate.
1: It is. It, it does transcend from, from <laughs> just trying to be silly fun to per genius. But mm. do you know what I mean? Like th- this, this movie is one that, yeah, I just won't ever think about again. I did it with the first movie. I watched it and never thought about it again. We won't be talking about this at the end of the year and but you know does does that really matter like if you just want to have some fun and you know you could go worse mm-hmm. you know there will be there will be weeks uh you know a hell of a lot of weeks this year that we talk about movies that i just had pain having to sit through yeah especially movies when i'm sat at home and i'm not like tethered to the screen like i will just get bored and my mind will drift my mind didn't drift throughout this movie. I, I had a fairly fun 80 minutes, and so I feel like at times I'm being too overly harsh on it. Mm. Um And so, yeah, if you want to have some, you know, just switch off and, and see some fun visuals, then you can't go a lot wrong.
0: A L- uh, question to end it. W- would you watch a third one? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even
1: know. Like, mm. I I would like to see another escape room movie potentially i would not like to see escape room 3 i think mm. would be where i would land but i don't really like the whole overworld that they're creating and these characters and like if i had to see these two characters stuck in another load of escape rooms with new characters i don't want that at all if if i got a spin-off of just other escape rooms then you know the whole concept and the way that they're kind of nailing that aspect i would be down for
0: yeah it would be interesting because, like I say, if they tried to do it in a different direction and be like, right, we're going to end this trilogy and it is going to be about, um, you know, the, the company itself and really yeah. kind of going in on that, I'd be like, man, what on, what on earth would that look like? Because exactly. every moment across the two films that we've seen of the kind of organization stuff is just so boring and not well told at all. And like I say, it could be awesome. It could be that kind of, you know, billionaires elite sport and, from what they've shown in two movies it's just not that um Mm. so yeah this is a a weird one like i I thought it was gonna be a weird one going in where it's like well we we did like this film but it's hard to like jump out of your seat and get excited Mm. about it um but yeah it is what it is um Mm -hmm. but yeah that was our discussion of escape room tournament of champions i will take a short break and we will be right back So, yeah, we uh, we did have an email, in fact, this week. Uh, so if you want to uh, send us any listener feedback, uh, you can email us at uh, superhorrorbrospodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's right. I've not said it for a very long time. <laughs> okay. um, but, yeah, well, it's always in the description of the podcast anyway. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we did have a message, uh, an email from Sean, just to kind of about a few different movies um, that he's seen recently. He was talking about Old, um, of course, last week's Old, which was mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Um, he said, uh, good afternoon, gents. Once again, I love the review and the podcast. Um, FYI, I saw old for a second time on Tuesday and liked it just as much as the first time. I was able to see other small details that I didn't catch. Uh, it's still an eight out of 10 for me. Uh, M night now has four in a row. Uh, the last time this happened, we got lady in the water. <laughs> um, uh, sorry. I love the village. Um, we have to hope he can avoid this and deliver a fifth straight great movie with his next one. I think he will. In fact, I hope his next one is his best. Um, yeah, it's really interesting because I, I, first of all, I 100% agree. Um, I do think he is, he is on this kind of four in a row role mm-hmm. right now. And I do like The Village as well. Um, it, it's definitely my least favorite of those initial four. Um, I would say Unbreakable is, is far and away my favorite. And then it's hard for me to pick between the other two because I do really like Sixth Sense, but it's just not one I don't, I just don't really ever go back to it. Whereas I, I have a massive fondness of signs as well. Um,
1: but yeah, I love those I first think, three. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like yeah, I like them, and I didn't, I didn't dislike the village either. I felt like mm. it was a bit of a drop off, but I enjoyed, I still enjoyed it. You know, and I, I remember the hype when it came out It was quite yeah. enjoyable as well. But yeah, I mean, he, he his filmography now is a real solid
0: filmography. Yeah. Um, Definitely, you know, and, There's and a yeah, people that can be like, oh, I have eight movies that are all really good.
1: Exactly, <laughs> like that's exactly. a lot. It's a hell of a lot, and when mm. you think that's that 's not only a lot in terms of just well first of all, them being good is crazy, but just just having that many is pretty crazy as well mm. um, so yeah, like I think um you know i can 't wait for his next project and and I think at this point, you know he 's had way more movies I like than what I dislike, so mm. I do nothing but trust him
0: definitely for sure, um yeah, I really want to watch old again, like i say i 've been thinking about it so much where I was like. I think I was unprepared, like I say, because of how, you know, the low expectations with how much I disliked the trailer, but then just loving the movie so much, like I, I'll definitely rewatch it before year end, because I'm like, I have a feeling I'm going to like it even more the second time, Um, but yeah, it was so good, Um, and then yeah, just, uh, he had a brief note on uh, the Green Knight that we've been uh, mentioning uh, recently, Um, and he did not like this one at all, Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, don't want to go into it too much, because obviously it hasn't had a wide release yet, but yeah, he basically said, um, nothing happens for two and a half hours, Uh, you are not missing anything. And it's also the very slightest horror elements. Um, but honestly, the trailer is the best part of the movie and there's no payoff to the story. Um, so yeah it does not sound good it's it's so weird this movie where it's like i remember seeing quite a lot of hype for this last year um when the trailer came out and it seems like they just kind of you know shut it out it it does remind me of um Lionsgate with antebellum where that had a lot of hype when it first kind of got announced and stuff and then it was oh, like yeah. the closer we got to release i think they started to get cold feet of like oh this movie's not very good and then they put it out and it was like yep it's it was i mean that movie was goddamn atrocious um yeah i'm not gonna
1: lie though like after hearing sean's thoughts like i'm so glad he's done the hard work because (laughs) i was not i was not pumped for that movie in the slightest and now i've heard that it sounds like everything i hate so there's there's not a chance i'm watching that movie
0: yeah it doesn't sound good um which yeah like i say thank you very much for that sean because based upon these trailers it is very difficult to gauge Mm. um because yeah like on paper i'm like oh like a fantasy you know drama but with like horrific kills in it. i'm like hell yeah that sounds awesome but yeah if it's if it's a boring slog, no, thank you. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for that, Sean. Um, but yeah, that is pretty much it for this week. Um, mentioned earlier that we can, we can talk about it briefly if you'd like. Um, another movie that we saw this week, um, Mm -hmm. which was pretty fantastic at the cinema. So we won't talk about too much because, uh, it's not widely available yet. Um, so we definitely won't talk spoilers. Um, mm-hmm. But the Suicide Squad we happened to see over the weekend, and oh, yes. I bloody love this movie. Um, yeah. I thought it was absolutely hilarious, and and like I was alluding to earlier, I think it is crazy that you can now see a mainstream comedy DC film, um, which is ma- it's probably the most violent thing I've seen all year. Like yeah, definitely I on think, the big screen.
1: <laughs> I think that's why I want to talk about it briefly on this podcast mm. but if you are um the sort of person that likes kills and likes some over oh my top god war and action i'm i'm uh i'm thinking about you here cody i'm thinking <laughs> like you need to watch this movie because oh, i'm sure some, he'll be watching it <laughs> <laughs> because there's some crazy violence in this and
0: um the kills were so some, good like they were some really good
1: kills and and You know, that really gave me my horror kind of kick way Mm. more than Escape Room did at the cinema, (laughs) you know. And um, that coupled with just this hilarious script as well that only James Gunn can produce. Mm. um, Just is perfect. I think the the casting was bang on. Um, And and yeah, I I had an absolute great time with it. I I loved this kind of world. I loved how dumb it was and I Mm. loved how it wanted to be that dumb you know I keep using that word this week but in this case it's exactly what it wanted to be just like this super silly and it knew it was being really silly um you know John Cena's character is the epitome of that yeah um and and yeah I I just I just thought it was really great it was something that you know I I can't have expectations for for a dc universe movie right now with like the way that they've been doing things but but now like now i'm thinking about it like they've started to really put stuff in front of me that i'm that i am into you know the joker was incredible this was incredible both of these two movies you know we ended up doing a show on joker and we could have almost done a show on this
0: yeah um well, we did you know, do a show do... on the original suicide squad
1: well yeah but, that, but you know the, we, we were very fledgling at that point the, it was like episode yeah. six
0: or something crazy yeah we
1: we were just reviewing anything we saw at the cinema at that point we we did a batman movie for god's sake um
0: uh, yes that means we can do the batman let's go
1: oh yeah we can definitely do that
0: <laughs> we we will be doing
1: ghostbusters um christ but um the you know the the way that they've delivered on this one as well like i i'm starting to get get into these movies now and and i like that they are just these standalone dumb things i think that's what works that they're not trying to build this crazy universe anymore this was just a completely standalone thing they kind of throw in a reference to superman here and there but that's that's it you know and it doesn't need to be like building or anything else just really fun and uh weasel is the
0: greatest character of all time oh dude the characters that james gunn picks to focus on is just like you say he is one of a kind and Mm. it it is a no-brainer because he literally did it with the guardians but like he he, he's done it again with dc and and ultimately mm. this is my favorite film of his um and yeah like these characters that he picked of a polka dot man and rat catcher um and like you say weasel and and king shark like i didn't know about any of these characters and now i'm in love with all of them and want to see all of the you know comics and fan art and everything to do with these people because they're all just so ludicrous and hilarious and yeah, he he just does it like no one else of making like an ensemble movie, and and it really cool. can't be downplayed how how unbelievably funny this movie was. Where Sorry. I was like, my I was like in pain from laughing <clears throat> multiple times with with this movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah i absolutely loved it what's weird to me is that one of the only things i didn't really like was harley quinn in this movie um i thought she was okay but to me she felt very like oh well it's it's margot robbie playing harley quinn which we all love so let's put her in the film
1: is just overdone at this point Mm. as as a character you know she was fun but she's not had any development in three movies she's been that same character that's just kind of like oh, I'm over Joker, but I still kind of lust for him. And I'm just like this same crazy character. And it's just, Mm. it's just doesn't, it's just not gone anywhere. And like, yeah, looking at Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn is awesome. But like, besides that, it doesn't really do anything. And I think kind of, when you look at just some of these other characters, um, you know, we get so much more development of those Mm. in this, you know, like, and, and yeah, the, the joke's, come from her a bit but like the other characters like polka dot man everything he says is just <laughs> goddamn so hilarious. good it's just perfect and and um yeah like, like you say the fact that he's just focusing on these just absolute obscure characters like i don't know how obscure they are in the comic book world and that but i get the um, impression they're, they're pretty, pretty obscure. yeah yeah <laughs> um obviously
0: like true comic book fans know everyone so well, but yeah, like in terms of the yeah. overall stratosphere these are pretty obscure characters yeah
1: and and i just thought like it was it was just all around a great choice and just a great choice to just be over the top and you know unapologetically over the top as well um mm. and and yeah it, it it really it again like i didn't really have much expectation going into this and i i can't wait to watch the movie again now
0: yeah and like I say, it can't be understated that we saw a big budget uh, DC comedy, which mm-hmm. has got A-list stars in it, which is one of, if not the most violent movies of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think, like I say, just movies like Joker, we we really am not going to, we're not going to understand the um, significance that that movie had until years past, mm-hmm. where it's like, we might even get to a point where ratings are just... I mean, they already should be pointless to some extent, um, but it's like people used to be so scared of that the whole R-rated thing. Mm. People talk about it all the time. And I remember when Deadpool first got announced and people were desperate for it to be R-rated, and it was this huge win for the fan base when it was. Whereas Mm. now, that's like not even in question, you know, because it's like, well, no, you can make the best movies that make hundreds of millions of dollars that happen to be R rated as well. Um mm-hmm. and the audience have spoken, which is fantastic. And yeah, I would highly recommend people speak for this movie as well. Like this is such a strong recommendation, easy recommendation. If you want to see a, a, hilarious movie, watch this. And definitely for the horror fans as well, don't overlook this one because the level of gore, decapitations, violence, um, just gruesome kills. It was also so well done. Like this is like, it does have that similar DNA to something like a psycho gore, man. It's really like, don't. it's ridiculously gory, but it all serves that purpose of comedy and it just, but it's all really well done. Um, yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, but, yeah, we've kind of we had a great time in the cinema recently, but it seems like we've got a quiet week next week, mm-hmm. which means we, we've got some unfinished business to take care Wes of. Where's Craven? <laughs> 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 a nightmare on Elm Street. No, we've got to save that. so, so right, only. <laughs> yeah, so that is the next... <laughs> it's not the next episode um <laughs> but our next ra- uh, ranking Wes Craven of course is A Nightmare on Elm Street and I feel like what we should do is wait until we see an absolute piece of shit of a film yeah. and then we'll have to just do that in the next week because that will get us out of a slump immediately um you know if there's like a spiral level catastrophe yeah like if Candyman is just the oh, worst so film ever so we're
1: watching it the week after Thanksgiving is
0: that what you're saying <laughs> what for Halloween or <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters
1: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> i didn't expect that burn yeah. from you i appreciate that yeah that well looks, looks like, like the... yeah, okay it looks like we're seeing a second week <laughs> yeah. in november then um but way before that next week um we're going to be ending the trilogy um yeah, we are because i'm sure by now everyone's already moved on from it but we haven't even seen we part three even of, seen it. <laughs> of uh Fear street which we really liked and i cannot wait to watch part it's
1: 3 I not to just watch it but i wanted to watch it so i watch it fresh for the show but it's been tough not to watch it
0: I know I'm probably going to watch it as soon as I finish this show now, Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, and then it seems like we might have another triple threat in the cinema. It's so weird that this has happened twice Mm. this year, because yeah, apparently, if these release dates are true, who knows in the UK, you never know until about 24 hours before the film comes out. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't Breathe 2 is apparently the 13th of August, Um, the following Friday is The Night House, and then the following Friday is a little movie called Candyman. So, yeah. it's going to be a hell of a rest of August. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, it's be a hell of an end of August, anyway. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, don't breathe too. Right. Let's not talk about it. Let's not um, talk about it. Oh we yeah. Have- in the next.
1: We're going to have to review it one week. So let's just worry about it then.
0: Yes. Also TV. We will be talking about some TV next week. Um, uh, more specifically American horror stories, um, because I think four episodes have aired at this point. So it'll probably be five by next week. I don't know if we'll talk about all of them, but we'll definitely talk about the first few anyway. Um, because i've seen the first two and i have some incredibly strong thoughts and feelings on it um which we'll get to next week um wait you see episode three bro i'm 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 looking forward to we Um,
1: we are just we are just a few weeks away from season 11
0: episode one of the walking dead season 11 they said it couldn't be done, yeah. But they kept on dragging it out forever.
1: Um, I made a point now to keep track of when the new seasons come out because I realise you don't fucking cover it in the news. So someone, I need someone's got to.
0: I don't think even yeah. Well, even like I say, fans of the Walking Dead aren't even keeping up with it. whose Whose job is it? Um, Who's a fan of the Walking Dead <laughs> at this point? Um. Yeah, I don't know, Norman Reedus, I guess. But yeah. I think um, he's
1: moved on to other things, but th- I'm not opening that door right now. I he's definitely
0: moved on more. to to better and greater things. Mostly, what happened in 2019. But yeah, we'll leave it there. Right, that was it. Episode 259, uh, where we talked about escape room. Thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone.